Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse James, Average Idiot, Eastern Kentucky's only AI-powered podcast slash blogs. What are we doing today? Where you been? What's going on? Hey, today back on a podcast, talking to a good friend, Brett. He's from, used to be Green Up Lawn Services, now it's Clean Up Lawn Services, and he's got his own story behind that. His, We're going to get into who he is. You might see him on Instagram. You've definitely seen him if you follow my channel. You definitely follow, you see him in the chats and, and all there, but you just see his Instagram channel. If you're not familiar with his Instagram, go to, go to clean up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. So I don't get it wrong. Clean up, clean up property service and something like that, but we'll get right into that in just a, just a couple minutes. But I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you following. I know when there's a YouTube creator, I know when people create podcasts, you want consistency. Consistency is key. And my goal is to get there, but I'm also a father. I also have a business. I also have a family and all that other stuff. So I'm trying to balance that. So I I, I appreciate you. I hear you. Uh, but bear with me. Keep working with me. Because y'all make me want to keep doing this every day. If it wasn't for everybody listening, I wouldn't appreciate it. So I definitely appreciate you. I definitely appreciate your advice and tips and all the direct messages I get on Instagram. Appreciate you guys. So with that, we're going to get straight into the show. Mr. Brett, he went from lawn care, landscaping. Now he's breaking into the wash side, the wash life side of business. What is going on with that? Before we even go into that, who are you? Who are you? Why are you on my show? What is going on? What's going on, What's going on big dog? That's a good question. I'm still trying to figure out who I am, what I right? am. And, and, and that is the question that I think uh, I thought I knew until I was about 30 years old. (laughs) And then I was like, I not only don't know who I am. I not only don't know what anything, I don't know anything about anything. And I totally had an ego, ego drop life hit. Of course, I was still trying to have a business. I thought I was, I thought I was politically aligned one way. And then I started crash coursing this way. And then now I'm having spiritual crashes over here. So I have a lot of life going on and I'm still in my early thirties. I realize I don't know nothing and I'm just trying to figure out who I am, but I do know where I want to go. I do know what I want to do. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good business guy. And I want to be, uh, you know, just an all around good human being. I want to take a knee for Christ. I want to want to be there for my kids. And that's, that's why we start businesses. I think is we want to be there for our family. You know, well, why else you start a business? Why would you leave a $20 an hour welding job hypothetically to go to, to go wash a house and potentially fail? That's why, that's why in this world, that's why in this world, most people can't succeed in business. And when our friend our mutual friend Virgil was on here, he says, not everybody's a business guy. Not everybody's an entrepreneur. What does that mean? Well, oh, hurt my feelings. My mommy said I could shut up, shut the, shut up. You're not going to be an entrepreneur. Sometimes you're just going to be a worker and that's okay. You got to be a good human being. you to be a good father and just do your part the best you can. If you have the capability and knowledge to be a business guy, follow my dumb story. I failed multiple times. Look at that beautiful Ren 1010. All right. We're going we're gonna to get off the rant. So who, what's your story? How long you been self, self-employed? self what's, what's your whole background? What, what's up with you? So self-employed since about two, really all my life, but about 2006. Um, in regards to lawn care, landscaping, uh, kept 
making goes at it, goes at it, goes at it, but also doing odd jobs here and there of hauling this or rebuild this fence, redo this deck, um, just odds and ends with nothing. Uh, so how, say, for about how long? Since 2006. 2006. What was you doing before that? Uh, I had done commercial flooring. So you worked for, you worked for like, was you 1099 guy or was you like a, a, a worker guy? Like a, was you as his worker? You know, and, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. What? So you got off. You got off work. You decided, okay, I'm a, I'm a young, healthy man. I'm a uh, go work flooring. There's that's not easy. Anybody done flooring? What? Uh, you're just doing some side jobs here and there. Did you did you jump into uh, doing flooring on the side and stuff like that? Uh, no, did was a worker for warehouse delivering all that, and then I got with one of the installers that was picking. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And got on the van with him and then started doing 1099 from there, which he taught me pretty much everything I ever learned from it. Yeah. Flooring makes good money. It, it does, but it also taught me that there ain't no future in that. I mean, you see guys in their 40s that have done it since their 20s and their knees are shot. They can barely, you know, yeah, it, it, it breaks you down like a shotgun. Yes. Yeah, dude. It's kind of similar to roughing. Like I've only I worked for a flooring guy. Just for a few times, just just for cash, strictly cash. I didn't work for him every now and again, and he could barely. When he got down on the floor, he was good. Yeah. And he, but just his one leg was so like swollen from kicking the from kneeing this little kicker thing, and it just the dude was just I don't know. He was breaking down. He was breaking down. Yeah, it, we did mostly commercial, and so a lot of VCT tile and ceramic tile, and whatnot. And I'll tell you what loading and unloading that crap and you know in new construction you have to take it up the flight of steps because the elevator's not working or this or that oh. it was, yeah it, i just had to get an epidural shot in my back for a nerve blocker wow and it's like that's part of why i got out of long care too not just my heart wasn't in long care landscaping We'll we'll get it we'll get into that because that's gonna be a hot that's gonna be a hot topic because uh, I'm right there emotionally I'm yeah. right there with you all the way all the way around so let's say 2006 to 2010 era you're working and you and you start doing these side jobs stuff like that where you where you at and where where you at in this area you doing some side jobs how long do you go you know decide man I'm making pretty good money just doing some side projects so the I finally got to the point where close to 2006, I would say started getting the seed planted in me of being frustrated with, you know, always having to depend on Joe Blow or this or that or, and not, not seeing things done per se the right way or people treated the right way or, you know, value the customer and, and be fair with people. So that seed started planting in me and then uh, say it just sat there for this 2006 up until 2012, 13, somewhere ballpark, you know, right. really so was like, I can't deal with, you know, customers being taken advantage of or this being done wrong or, you know, stuff like that. And I would say, don't, uh, I hate time frames because I'm terrible with yeah, time. Yeah. Don't worry too much about time frame. Just, you know. Yeah. So I'd say roughly 2012, I was just, pretty much went out on my own completely. Were you and, scared at that time thinking, oh, I, man, I got bills and I, I was scrambling. I was doing everything from, you know, 
sod job flooring to lawn care landscape and deck rebuilds to fences to going to the local uh we have goodwill up here and mm -hmm. they sell stuff by the poundage you know it's like clothing and this and that then they have auctions of it's basically overflow from their stores so you go in there and buy stuff up and then you'd hit the two fle big flea markets on saturday and sundays you joker you that's smooth moving and then i found that there's a big movement in cds that people are starting to put this is back when people really starting to put all their music on their computers right and so i jump on craigslist and i'd find you know a, a collection of 500 cds somebody's blowing out for 200 bucks so i go buy them all take them to the flea market and that was the hottest selling item i ever sold was three dollar cds so you was hustling all over the place hustling making oh. all kinds of whatever whatever you can make money at pretty you got much. your hands in it yeah if there's a pile of metal i'll take that shit because i mean if you, somebody's gonna pay me to haul the way to the dump the heck with that i'll take it to the recycling place and you know get paid twice exactly you know? yeah i've definitely i've definitely done uh definitely done some of that what was, what was some of the ways you were finding work at, at that time would you just kind of like people seeing you out and about kind of or do you kind of have a different like was you marketing or anything like that i really wasn't marketing it was you couldn't get me to shut up i'm a firm believer in if you leave the house without a business without a pocket full of business cards what are you doing dude you know what i mean if you see somebody speak to somebody oh you got to tell them what you do you know my yeah. dad my dad was an entrepreneur for years he came out of the hills west virginia yeah. came virginia when he graduated high school and um no college he got in with a local electrical uh union whatnot six local 666 did that for some years and then he got out of the union and then opened up a supply house and what he started going to do is going around and finding uh, electrical supply companies that were failing or shut down for whatever reason whatever and he would buy the their entire inventory for pennies on the dollar and then he would bring all that down and then sell it for low wholesale so then elect electricians found it more money in their pocket if they bought from him because he's able to sell it below what they were buying it from supply houses for wow and one thing from him is an entrepreneur or any type of business find a need and fill it don't create a need find a need and fill it that's that's very true i did not know that so like you kind of seen You've seen your dad as a uh, a hustler, as an entrepreneur. So that kind of, that probably put that uh, subconscious seed that you said you felt like 2005, six era of like, man, I just do this myself. I can, I can make my own money. You probably subconsciously already had that from seeing, seeing your pops and, you know, stuff like that, possibly that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it can be done. Exactly. You know? But you also mentioned something that I kind of want to touch back on it. If you ain't, you got to, if you ain't got to work, you got some business cards. You need to get out there and just go meet, meet and greet, kind of knock door style. Not really knock doors, but the meet and greet style. Exactly. But, dude, I get, I agree with that. But to be honest, I'm a, I'm a pussy when it comes to that. Cause like, like. Oh, it's terrifying. It's yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. 
So like, how, okay, if if I'm having a natural, so sometimes I'll be pumping gas and I'll see a guy across across the gas pump from me. You know, he'll have like a a diesel Volkswagen. So we'll start talking about the cars, and then I feel comfortable enough to be like, hey man, um, you know, I, you know, I do, I do whoop whoop. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, give me a holler. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that that ice is already broke. Well, do you just like cold walk up to up to people, or do you like go to like if you got like you ain't got no work. You need work, so you go. What do you probably do? Go to like a store, go to a gas station, go to your local community places. What just kind of hang out, or like uh, how, how how does that whole process play out? Just kind of hit different like supply houses, low even Lowe's, Home Depot, what you know, whatnot. Um, create a vision, like create a vision in my head of of a fence job or something like that, and throw advertisements out. And then meanwhile, you know, Dad blame well, that's too big for you to do. So now you're on the hunt to find somebody that you can sub it out to. You know what I mean? Never turn down work. Always find connections that yeah. you turn to. Networking. Have them do the work. They get paid. You get paid. And it's and you never lose touch. You always keep, uh, keep like the, yeah like roller decks of of contacts. Of, yeah. So what's your best way of like, uh, let's say I seen you at a gas station, you needed some work. How are you going to walk up to me and tell me who you are? Tell me how I'm just a, I'm just an old lady pumping my gas, but you think, you know that I have a decent house that needs to be washed and you know, I got some money. How are you going to come up to me being respectful? Tell me who you are. Tell me that you wash houses and with, you know, without making anything kind of like you know, whatever. Do you do you usually have a little pitch I'll, for that? I basically approach with a business card on the washing end and say, ma'am, I you know, want to introduce myself. I'm starting to offer services in this area. Want to give you my card and I can promise you that my service is second to none. You know, I'm not the cheapest guy on the town, but my quality of work will speak for itself. And I'd right. get the opportunity to come by, give you a quote or Jeez. So you're really like really kind of more direct and open with it, kind of more short, short, sweet kind of person with it. Because that's that's not wrong with that. Uh, I tend to talk a little bit too much and I get in my own way sometimes. But yeah, well, marketing's hard. And some people you you need to talk more. Some people you need to go, you know, it's and I'll tell you. Uh, one big thing that I was blown blown away about on advertising is door hangers. So I did an experiment three years ago, and I found okay. those are not for me. Um, so I take business cards. I'm a big fan of door hangers, so now, I want to hear this. All right. Now I take business cards, and I take a hole puncher, and I punch a hole in the, like, okay. uh, and I run the rubber man through it, and I hang the, the business card on the doorknobs. Okay that people with door hangers majority of them they're big bulky they take them off throw them away yeah not personal business card has everything that the door hanger has just condensed version and it's a lot more personal so they'll take the rubber band out throw the rubber band out and keep that business card either they're going to throw it on the counter the the likelihood of it getting thrown in the trash first is the the door hanger is probably going to get thrown away first it's just like a piece of mail exactly yeah, because I've had door hangers from like different churches and different community things. I don't even look at them, not because I'm being disrespectful, not because I don't respect anybody else's denomination. 
but because I just don't, I'm not in the market for anything. So right. I see any kind of marketing material on my door hanging or something. I instantly just throw it away, not being rude. So I can take that. You can take that. The listeners can take that and apply it to their own service industry. Understand that, you know, I've spent, I've spent quite a bit of money on door hangers and I haven't had the best returns, but I've had a, a nice little jump and a nice little start. And what I kind of like about door hangers and what I like about your idea, I did the same thing with your idea. Uh, with what you do with car, I did the same thing. I bought some a uh, uh, couple years back. I bought some bigger uh, square uh, business cards, and I punched holes. And I hung probably on. I did it all, all on mailboxes. This was when COVID first started, and I probably hung probably two, almost two thousand business cards. Right. And I didn't get a whole lot of work, but what I did get is a whole lot of people. When I did see them here and out and about different places. People and it was just me, one truck, and I'd have some like guys that help me. They said, "Man, you're everywhere. I see your truck everywhere. I hear about you guys everywhere." It's like, no, no, you haven't. It's just you see my business card because you probably have it sitting on your counter and you don't even realize it. You know, you probably don't even know. You know, or I would just go take business cards and I'd put them in gas pumps in the credit card slot. I I, I used to do that all the time, and so it's, you know, and I. Those, just I just got 2,000 business cards. I picked them up yesterday, day four, $183. So I can guarantee you, you're going to pay a lot more than that for 2,000 door hangers. Right. Yeah. And I I think I got like, I got like seven, I got maybe 500 door hangers left of the new ones I got. Uh, I've only hung out. I I haven't hung a lot of the door hangers that I need to. Of course, this time around, I'm not really wanting to expand my expand my pressure because i'm still working in a factory and i enjoy it actually I'm, there's a lot of changes coming to my schedule so uh, you know but like whenever i was in business before i quit my job way too early i pulled that trigger way way too early before i was mentally and uh, financially ready uh so this time i'm kind of trying to keep it scaled to a a place to where i'm a, i'm learning a lot more i'm going a lot slower you know what I mean? So did when you were coming up in business, did you ever ramp up a little bit too fast and then oh. decide, oh, man, I, I don't know really what I'm doing. I oh. don't understand a lot. Of, I'm taking on all this stuff and I don't have a clue what I'm doing, where I'm supposed to be at. I don't even know how to schedule nothing. Oh, absolutely. And I bought I, I've grown bigger than the jobs I had. And right. Big ass mower, enclosed trailer. Da, da, da. And then I'm sitting there scrambling. I'm like, crap, I can't keep up with the bills. So then I find myself liquidating stuff. You know what I mean? Selling stuff to 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 hang on to the moment and fighting like, you know, tooth and nail. It, dumbest thing I ever did was I had a little 48-inch zero turn and a small trailer to pull it in behind, right? Make mm -hmm. some money. And I'm like, oh, let's let's go. So I took that 48-inch and traded in for a, a right ZK 61-inch and sold the trailer and went and bought a 16-foot enclosed trailer. Why the hell do you need a 16-foot enclosed trailer with one mower? It's it's nice, though. It's oh, it, nice. It was shiny. It was nice. But it was, it, it, you know, I wasn't your average idiot in Virginia that day. You yeah. know, so very quickly I found I can't sustain this. This is, you know, stupid. So I had to sell that crap off and try to. Hustle. Now, you, you probably had some payments payments with it as well. No, I, I'd come, come come upon some money so everything was paid off. 
but you should have put that money into savings that way for something for something to happen or i should have put it in the marketing or you should have should have put it in marketing. The equipment that i had was perfect on the damn thing i see what you're saying i see what you're saying i see what you're saying that makes that makes a lot more sense that, that's starting to make a lot more sense to me now yeah i t man i totally agree uh that's similar situations where i was in i i put all my eggs I put all my eggs in a one basket whenever I was in business, man. Like, and people like you follow my channel for a long time. You've seen me. You call, you call me whenever I had like 20 subscribers, you know, you call me up. I'll never forget exactly where I was at. I was sitting in the McDonald's eating a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. And I called your ass up because you were at a kind of a bad spot right then. But I saw the potential in your, in the heart your nature and i was like look i gotta call him up i don't even remember what my because my video is about mental mistake uh mental mistakes and i can't remember what i did or i think i was complaining about tire kickers and just kind of accepting all the work that came in and i was just kind of letting my clients dictate uh how much i was going to get paid so i was gone all day long i would have made better money just staying at a factory and the thing with a factory you eliminate making money for security and time. You know what I mean? You're not going to make a bunch of money, but you don't have to worry about money. Right. You're going to make your six to $700 a week, no matter what right. you're, you're, you know what I mean? And I, I was making less than that running all over the place. It was, it was miserable. I was in a horrible spot. And then you, you, you reached out and called me and that was early in my business. And I appreciate that. So I know you've been around watching. So you see whenever, um, I, I took on that cemetery that second year. Yeah. And I, oh, you I, I was no, like, dude. that was 30, 31 acres somewhere out in there. Put all my eggs in one basket, pretty much the cemetery and these schools. I let go of some of the residentials, which is fine. You know, they weren't good residentials anyway, but I wasn't actively going after better residentials. I wasn't actively going fast forward, whatever life. You can't just, I wanted to be this big business guy. But and I, but, I put people in places. But I can't say anything bad thing about that because the beginning of this year, I'm sitting here minding my business, and it was like seven o'clock at night, and I got an email, and it's this property management company. Hey, we need a bid on this. Submit it by tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay. So I get look. It's like sixty some properties. Wow. Some, public parks that are like 20 acres right now mind you i got a mower and my dumb ass <laughs> and so i'm like i didn't even have a computer at that point right so i'm like how can i so my ass rushed to costco bought a computer came right. back pulled all these sites up looked at them i got to sleep at like six in the morning finally right. submitted the the bid it was going to be like for 125000 for the eight months. Oh, yeah. Thank God I didn't get that shit. I, you know what I mean? What yeah, there's the no way. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, my God. That I remember like whenever I met, went and met, because this cemetery, was, I only got 30. The original bid was supposed to be for the whole 110 acres or whatever, but they chopped it up between me and another company and then the workers there. So, like, they're like, yeah, but, you know, are you going to be able to take care of 30 acres? And I'm like, yeah, I, dro I drove through it. And I'm like, it was me with my 44 inch X mark. I got off Ray that had, you know, had its little bit of issues that I always worked on. 
and I had a, a, a still 94R and me at the time. And then brought on a guy named David who had a mower that was getting an engine put on, but like we weren't really sure it was leaking a lot of oil. So at first, even after I got it, we I still had to go rent mowers. There's multiple times where I rented mowers. So there was I did not have the equipment to be doing these. I was driving all the way from Mansfield, driving all the way to Toledo to do these schools. I know no one else knows what that means, but it means a lot, a lot of driving for these schools that weren't profitable by the time I got there. I remember getting on uh, lotsize.com. And uh, I was on Google Earth because I got a from a property management company. He sent me an email, said, hey, there are all these different uh, preschools needing lawn care. I remember sitting there going all night long. I'm Googling stuff. And then I'm thinking that I'm Googling average square footage price for commercial lawn care in Ohio. I'm Googling that. And I went through a couple of different states and tried to get my price. And I was like, well, you know, so for this yard, it's for this big school yard that I thought, well, if I bid it at 70, I'll be able to make a bunch of money. And it's like, if I was to do it now, that'd be a, a $275 cut easy. That's still a good deal that what I was doing a couple years ago for 70 bucks. You know what I mean? And driving an hour away. So it's like now if I would do if I was to pull out of my yard right now to go five minutes down the road for that same property, it'd be like 200 something dollars. And that would be a deal for them. So my I was I was making mad mistakes, heavy mistakes. You know what I mean? So I know I know I know. But I tell you what, one of my favorite sayings is this education is not cheap. No, it's not. So you're going to have to pay for education, whether you go to a college and pay them out the wazoo or you learn from your mistakes. And yep. it, either way, you're going to pay money to learn. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it ain't no wonder, you know, that how some businesses, you know, go out. But the good thing that I had is I had, uh, I had my, uh, my YouTube channel to where I had resources. I had people that I can contact you or Johnny Mo or Ray or other guys in the industry who've been there before, which is good because a lot of you guys called me on it or like cheered me up and you're just like, yeah, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to just keep going and you know, it is what it is. So I do appreciate all that stuff too. Very much so. You know, sometimes, well, a lot of times I don't make the best decisions, but my biggest fire, I saw my dad do it and you know, he was very humble. He would never tell people that he owned business, successful business, whatnot. Never. People would ask him, what do you do? He said, I'm a junk dealer. A junk dealer. <laughs> junk dealer. You know what yeah. I mean? Out the hills of West Virginia. I mean, you know. Right. It, and so I lost him in April of 99 to brain cancer. Yeah, sorry to hear that. So I'm like, you know, it, it, I'm still... You know, even to this day, I have my struggles and whatnot. You know what I mean? We can get into that further down into this uh, right, right. podcast if you want or whatnot. But, um, it, you know, so his memory fuels me, pushes me forward. And, you know, by God, come hell or high water, I, I knew lawn care wasn't where my passion was. And I like, I know it sounds crazy. You understand a lot of other people won't, but. I like seeing that dirt melt off the side of a building. I like. Well, let's get let's get into that. So we've been talking about your a little bit of a background, and I do want to talk. I do want to talk about your dad because I'd like talking about 
family and past and my and my father and stuff. But um, you was you was obviously we were just talking about it. You were you were into lawn care landscaping. We're gonna we'll talk about a little bit landscaping later on. But you decided that your heart wasn't in it. How did you decide or what happened? Because you you got a big fancy mower and you got a big fancy. And a lot of people know that story. So so what what's going on? You're not cutting. So do you cut grass? Now you're not cutting grass and now you're washing houses. What's going on? Do, let's break, let's break the story. Let's Breaking break, news. Break, let's break the uh Toro. Let's break go ahead and break Toro in while we can, right? Right. So Toro traces yeah. enough to provide me with a complete wash setup. What? <laughs> what? Toro setting you up with washing setup. So I won the Z-Master 4000, 60 amps, 31 horsepower, $12,500 mower from Toro in a random-ass drawing. I was blessed. Yeah, that's awesome. So I got it, and I'm out there cutting with it and whatnot, and, you know, I finally come to my senses that, man, chasing grass clips, it just ain't for me. Yeah, did have you been thinking about this for a minute, or? I got out of, matter of fact, before I won that is when I sold the enclosed trailer and the right. And I was like, I'm done with lawn care. So and you didn't even really have a mower whenever no, you won the Toro. Right. And lawn care LCR has a video up about that of he almost quit lawn care. I was done with lawn care. I now, didn't. Why, why was it again that you was almost done with lawn care? What was you planning on doing? I, like I told him, I had no idea, but I knew lawn care won't going to be it. I just, and then I won that mower and I was like, ah, it must be meant to be. Yeah, not always. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn it, this must be meant for me to stay in it because right. I, I won this mower out of God knows how many thousands of people were registered. Right. So it, it was meant for me to sit on this mower and do something that I absolutely. So you started out to, with, with all faith. You started out saying, all right, I'm going okay, I'm gonna continue to mow some grass. Yeah. The universe is telling me I got to keep mowing grass. Yeah. Cause I, when I sold the enclosed trailer and the big, right, I got rid of my truck. Don't yeah. I'm like, I am done. And then they called my name and said the winner's Brett's lawn maintenance was the name of the company back then. I'm like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. That's so, got to be somebody else. That's got to be somebody else. Or a punk in my ass. I'm like, you know, so it, it, so I said, all right, so I'll make you go at it. So then I had to find another truck Then I had to find another trailer, pull the mower around on. And it just, I didn't have the passion for it. I was like, yeah. I like watching grass get cut. I like yeah. doing it at my house and at my mom's house for her. And my stepdad, but yeah, outside of that, uh, you know. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you say because I had full, like, after yeah, after I fell in a well for a while and disappeared, and life happened, and I uh, got stressed out. You know, after I fell in a well, and after I got out, and we uh, already been moved moved down here to Kentucky, and I've had all full faith to where I was going to work my factory job. I was going to start another lawn care business. And within a year or so, I was going to, you know, quit the job, go back into lawn care. It's really what I wanted to do. But after, as I was working in the factory, I decided, man, I love the people I work with still. It's an old job I used to work at. I'm grateful and thankful that they hired me back. 
So then it took me a little bit longer to start making videos. It took me a little bit longer to uh, kind of, you know, whatever. Of course, I'm still moving and transferring from Ohio to Kentucky and, you know, getting stuff in life. And I'm thinking about lawn care this whole time. And I'm thinking about my YouTube channel. I'm thinking about the people that follow the channel and stuff. And I'm like, well, whatever I do. So eventually this year, I kind of decide, okay, I have, it's a full fresh start, uh, you know, full fresh start. I'm going to start mowing grass. And it just, my heart wasn't there. I did like, like I was telling you off air, like I like the, I got one account right now. I like doing cause uh, Miss Cartwright. She, she, I got that account given to me by Mr. Romans and it, it pays really good. So it's nice, steady income. It's like two, two eighty a month, which is, you know, good. Uh, it's a real pretty yard, but I don't really want a whole bunch of accounts. I went over across the river and I've worked with, uh, American Pride Lawn Maintenance, Mr. Rob Klein. I've helped him out running a weed eater for him. He's more of a friend and a mentor. If I need anything, I could call him and he will do whatever. He's that nice of a guy. Now, if it's anything out the way or if he thinks that like, hey, you know, whatever, he's going to he's going to find out. But dude, like he's a good guy. He call he'll, he randomly calls me, checks in on me, uh, you know, but I just I just don't know what it was. And even cleaning some hill, I wanted to I, I said, OK. If I'm not going to mow grass, maybe I'll just want to cut trim hillsides and do stump grinding, but it's not that at all. I just don't, I don't really, I don't have the passion for cutting grass and getting, going from here to go get this yard and then bust out six yards on this street in this neighborhood. I have no, no goal for none of that. But what I do like, something you like is washing houses, Yeah, spray and bleach. What got you into the spray and bleach side after you decided, man, this, I just don't want to mow grass. It's the instant gratification of seeing the change i mean it's instant and I'll, and also with that a thing i do love is sales and landscaping you know what i mean but yeah i still like landscape design work and install work but i'm not going to work for anybody else so what i would love to do is i can present the vision to people and i can sub it out nothing and, wrong with that yeah like crew go in that I know that's going to do it up to my standards. Similar to what Dirty's doing then. You know, but the, the spraying the bleach and whatnot, you can take a house or even a commercial building or whatever that looks run down or looks dreary, dreaded, whatever, and you can transform that sucker. And it's, and it's amazing. And people think, oh, just spraying, you know, spraying some water is easy work. No, it's 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 truly not. I mean, it's still rough. Oh, yeah, still you know hard work. But I don't know. I just and the smell of that fresh, clean bleach. I I just I don't know. I've been I was a river rat when I was a kid, and I guess I'm a river rat, uh, a bleach rat now that I'm an adult. Hey, you know, I know exactly what you're saying because. I look at it from the similar, same, same, similar thing, the instant gratification of what, and the thing is a lot of people think that they need to put a lot of pressure on. A lot of people think that you got to have big ladders and booms to clean a house. And, uh, it's a real hard process. So I'm able to like, wow, people when I say, yeah, I, I clean, you know, commercial buildings or I clean houses or I clean roofs. That's a big one. And, and, and but the business end of it, the marketing end of it, this, just the total business end of it, like with, with, I, I know people talk about saturated markets a lot, which is a, a saturated market is a good thing because it shows that there's people in the area that will pay for that service to be provided. Right. 
but there's not a whole lot of really good people who are soft washing or pressure washing flat surfaces or flat work. If you're doing a good soft wash or if you're doing a good flat work, concrete cleaning with surface cleaners and stuff like, yeah, it's, it is physically demanding, but like, it's so much faster. The profit margins are so much higher and it, it the process of it is just like, I can do this faster. You can still set it up on a reoccurring. It's like window cleaning. You know, you don't have to get your windows cleaned. Um, you know, you're not going to get your windows cleaned every week. You're not going to get your house washed every, but you can do it two, two times a year. You have to get a bigger clientele base. Right. You know what I mean? But like the process of it, you can, you, your, your marketing and your average ticket rates can go from instead of your average ticket rate being in lawn care, $60 a cut to you're talking $400 an average ticket. Now you, you got twice the revenue. You're going to put in twice the marketing. I like the idea of having to market. I like the idea of having to generate business. Uh, I also like the, I just like the idea and I like the process of spraying bleach, cleaning houses. I like the idea of doing flat concrete work. I not the idea. Cause I'm putting it in a process. Uh, I'm putting it in a play. I got some videos in queue that I need to start dropping, but I've been washing houses and it has the same passion that I had when I first started my lawn care business was same time I started my YouTube channel is, is the same passion I had. Now I have it for house washing, but I think it's because I'm growing maybe you too as well as a business entrepreneur, because my goal honestly is I don't, I don't want to have to get up early and go work real, real hard all day. I want to go work hard for a few hours and make twice as much money and be back in half the time. You know what I mean? Or only be able to get it to where I, I, I'm home more times than I'm out working with, you know, with mowing grass. I have to, if, if you hired me, I have to be at your house every Thursday between eight and 10 or whatever our schedule is. And I have to mow your yard and I'm going to give you 40 and $60 for your average city lot, your 120 by your, your 70 by 120 lot. You know what I mean? Your $40 yard. And I have to, I have to be there every week. You know, stuff like that. Do the math of this. And this is a lowball uh, move. But let's just say you've got 10 yards to cut, $60 a yard, right? Knock them all out in one day. You are butt ass tired by the time you get it. You don't even know if you're coming or going. You know what I mean? You dehydrate. Right. Let's go at this from a lowballing house washer. You go wash two houses for $300 a piece. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah, that's. Three hours you're done and six hundred dollars in your pocket right i got over two grand worth of fishing stuff in my spare room right here right you gotta put that to work never got to see that stuff now oh it's getting it, yeah exactly and yeah exactly and like oh, your setup is a lot different from my setup you have a really dope soft wash oh. pressure pressure washer rig the the thing about the toro mower back to the thing about the toro mower toro bought you a whole new soft wash setup after you sold that mower. Because that one mower that you would have to have to do lawn care. Was it twelve thousand bucks? Ten thousand bucks? Yeah, so it retail was twelve five. You know, I was able crazy. I was able to sell it a year and a half, two years old, whatever, for nine. Yeah, it's great. Because of COVID. And then I was able to take I already had a trailer, which was too big to pressure wash out of. Well, even at that. To mow grass, you got to have a trailer. So, yeah. you know, so that's another 
let's say on the cheap end, thousand bucks for a trailer. Let's say on the cheap end, two thousand bucks for a, a residential walk behind if you can find one used, and then a truck just to get started mowing grass plus another three hundred for a weed eater, and then a two hundred for a blower, a little cheap blower, just to get started mowing grass. You're in deep. Oh yeah, you're in deep versus washing houses. You can start. You can start with a, a three hundred dollar pressure washer, two hundred dollar pressure washer. You know, you're only going to get a gallon and a half a minute, but you can clean houses with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not recommending anybody to start with the setup that I'm starting with. No, tell them about your setup. Tell them what. Tell them what you got going on though. So, I was able to trade my 18 foot trailer in and got a 14 foot tandem axle, so that was an even trade on that. Um, and then the money from the mower enabled me, and I already had a four gallon a minute direct drive machine, but the money from the mower enabled me to get an eight gallon a minute machine. Um, 525 gallon tank, couple of hose reels, hose, the hoses that I needed, uh, a four gallon a minute electric pump, which was, you know, sufficient for starting off doing roof washing and whatnot. And basically I still had a little bit of money left over. And then I, instead of me fighting with all the plumbing and whatnot, I was like, Hey, let me, I took the trailer and everything up there That's to the so guy. Awesome. And I was like, y'all plumb it, do everything. Call me when it's done. And I picked it up, ready to roll. So I washed my first commercial building Monday, first house Tuesday, and it's off and running. Yeah, it's it's moving. It's moving now. Now, because the equipment you have is you got a plug and play dope ass system. I'm still I'm still building mine. Um, but with your marketing game now, have are you utilizing your old lawn care landscaping clients? Is that how? No, I rebranded myself. I'm walked. To- so I am scared to death because I am like, okay, this is a this is a business, and starting from scratch. You know what I mean? Um, I got lucky and found a heat box that was five five and a half gallon a minute. So I knew it wouldn't work on the eight gallon a minute machine. That's why I kept the four gallon a minute machine, and I have it fed, tank fed with an electric pump on it and have that hooked to the heat box. So that way I can use it for fleet vehicles, gas stations. Wait, 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 wait. You, you found what, a heat box. So you're talking about uh, a heat heat tank, like a heated pressure washer? Yeah. Well, it's the it's just the, the box part. It's the heater. And then you connect it with the four-gallon-a-minute machine, the pressure washer that I already have. Yeah, so you can do gra- graffiti removal and everything. Exactly. Oil at gas stations, fleet vehicles, uh, construction equipment, and all that. And the guy had for sale for 700 and nothing, nothing's wrong with it. Yeah. Wow. It, it, the universe is saying, hey, don't worry. You're going to wash houses. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> We're gonna, we're, the universe said, we're going to make sure you got enough money to build you a dope-ass system. Now, what you do with it, is, you gotta, you got to do it. And I used to use a local company around here to make my yard signs. But they were like $10, $11 a piece. So I found a place online that does double-sided double, uh, double yard signs for half that. So it's like 5 bucks for a sign. Um, and they, they're getting here Tuesday. That's that's UZ marketing, right? Yes. See, I looked at them as well. I like. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that same route as well. Now, do, do they have the st- the yard stakes with them? I'm not sure. I have a bunch of yard stakes here already, so I really wasn't sweating that. Right. But I will definitely let you know. Yeah, because that's that's the same route I want to do. Because uh, you know, I got my door hangers. 
Uh, and I also want to get eventually, like like me and you was talking off air, is I want to I want to put out 20, 20 yards house washing things, and they're, they're going to get pulled. So I already know. I want to figure out how long how long can I put out twenty, and how long can they stay out there? How excuse me, how many calls can I get off there? Because I'm not going to get a lot. Right. But I want to get my name and my number, not my name, but I just want to get my house washing, gutter cleaning, exactly. whatever you know. And eventually, I want to have you know house wash. Uh, concrete cleaning, you know, it's all different kinds. I want to have a little setup area to strategically, especially for gutter cleaning. Gutter cleaning is really easy. I charge, I charge fairly high on gutter. I don't like climbing ladders, but I will, <laughs> but I will, right. you know, because I see some guys run around here and, uh, you know, they're the, I see one guy, $150, uh, like flat rate, $150, whatever. Good for him. Uh, I'm not going to do a lot of that work, but Someone, you know, it needs done. Someone's going to do it. But I'm really excited. I'm just really excited. And it's funny that you took this similar route to where, where I'm at. And I, I just, I vibe with you. Big, heavy, heavy on what you're doing right now. Yeah. And before, so in November, I was, was it no, no. So in October, I got a wild hair on my butt. And I was like, I am sick of being here in the city. And I was like, the housing market is crazy. So, you know, let me see what I can do. So I called a couple of realtors come to the house and, and I built up like seven years of equity in it. And so they weren't, they weren't talking a whole lot. I mean, it's not the best in neighborhoods, you know what I mean? So that affects, brings the value down. But then out of nowhere, by running my mouth, I mentioned to this guy that I know that buys iPhones and he's in the tech world, right? That I was thinking about selling my house. He looks me dead in the eyes and says, I want to buy cash. I'm like, yo, what the frick ever? Yeah, no one says that. Right. Know? Like, when can I come and look at him? I'm like, let's go now. He's like, all right. So he came over. He called his two brothers. They came by. And they're stomping on the floor and looking around and whatnot. And they're like, when can we do the paperwork? Wow. I ain't got no place to go. What the hell y'all talking about, right? So the guy I bought that house from, I called him as soon as they left. I'm like, by chance, do you have any place out in the country? He's like, you know what? I actually do. It's, he said, it needs a lot of work. The person that's living there hadn't paid rent in three years. Right. It doesn't even have a front door on it. Oh, oh. I was like, I want it. Yeah. You already knew. You already knew. Seven acres. I want it. I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So he's like, man, go out there and look at it first. So I pulled up and I'm like, crap, I want it. It's got a barn, seven acres. I don't yeah. see Seven acres is, is good. It, yeah, that's a lot of land. So I paid off that house, put money down on this house. And do I regret it? No. Is it a struggle? Yes, because I got to redo the electrical in this house. I got to tear out all the plaster walls so I can insulate this. It was over three hundred dollars a month to heat it during the winter time. Ah. no insulation. The house was built in nineteen forty-five. So you and Ren Ten Ten get to uh, cozy up, both of them, ain't you? You got two. You got two big German shepherds, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's what I thought. You got you guys cuddle. You guys gonna have to cuddle up. Say hey. It's a two dog night, you know. It, it, like yeah, that, that that that's awesome, man. But it's one of them struggles. It's one of them struggles that, like, uh, I would. Uh, 
that's what you want. That's the kind of struggles that you want because you're not somewhere where you're miserable and you're not somewhere where you're like, man, if I don't, if I don't lock up my garage, I already know the crackheads are going to come clean me out or, or whoop, whoop, like that. There's this one guy that has a YouTube channel. He went inside one day. Uh, he's a long care guy. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He's, he's, a, he, ah. anyway, he goes inside to take a shower and they cleaned him out. Robbed his trailer, robbed his blower, his weed eaters, all that, right off his trailer. He went outside. He went, it's like 12 noon. Yeah. Kirk, you know, 12 noon, dog. Got his trailer stolen the other night, the other day. Who was it? Curtis from Weed Whacker Longer, older black gentleman. Yeah, but I'm talking about a couple years ago this happened to him. It yeah. happened to him again. He just, yeah, he went to where his trailer sparked the other day to, to go to work and his trailer was gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the same guy that went in. You know what video I'm talking about then when he went and took a shower? Exactly. They cut his locks off him. Yeah. Gosh, dang, man. He needs it. I met him at the GIE and they're like, nicest guy in the world. It, it's, you know, it, it blows my mind. That's what, I mean, I've done a lot. Like, everybody, a lot of these guys know my past, know my history. You know, I've, not, I've done a lot of bad things. I'm not a good per. I'm not, I'm not a good person. You know, I try, I try to be every day. I've done a lot of wrong things. I should be, you know, not here today, you know, so I'm grateful for where I'm at. Exactly. Man, well, it's, it's, it's the thing. Our past doesn't define us. It's right now. You know what I mean? Like last night. I, so last night I was sitting there watching the news and what I saw just, I hit, I, I just broke down. I couldn't help all like a baby, a mother was in her apartment, she opened her window, and she takes her three-year-old baby out the window and says, I'm gonna drop her. And some random guy in the apartment happened to see her and hear her and, and kept the baby's head from hitting the ground. The baby's body still hit the ground, but not her head. So she's in the hospital in God. bad condition, and the mother's in jail without bond. I'm like, that's murder. You know what I mean? I'm like, why? What, what is, you know? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely heart wrenching, and you know, and that's kind of our goal. It's been kind of been one of my goals on my channel, as I always talk about. You know, keep ch keep chasing dreams, be a better man, be a better father. Now it's you know, be a better father. As I, I stack, I'm stacking kids up now. It seems like because you know, not everybody had a a a, a super duper great. Uh, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up in a in a super awesome area. Obviously, Curtis doesn't live in a, a good area. I'm grateful that you got got to be able to get out in the country, and that's my goal. My goal is to be able to buy a shitty house out in the country to where I work on whenever I get home, and it feels like home because it's been put putting back together with my hands. Um, exactly. You, you know what you know what I mean, and that's something like where you're at now is where I want to be able to be in the next whatever however many years it takes let's let's say it takes me five years let's say it takes me 10 years it don't matter like i want to be able to do what you're doing right now you, big, you know what i mean because I, I think that's gorgeous the biggest thing is be aware and don't let the opportunity pass you by you know because yeah because you could have been too scared to sell your house and then missed out on everything yeah because the house i was in before I was proud of it it was in great shape great condition you know what i mean didn't have to worry about nothing right so this house, you know, they had to go through an eviction process to get her out. And, you know, she was starting to move her stuff and told the guy, hey, I, you know, started to move, but 
the guy helping me hurt his shoulder. So Dave was like, hey, I know a person that would love to help you get out, right? So uh, I brought the trailer over and we're helping, you know, and make it happen and this and that. And, and then, you know, the sheriff's like, all right, you can take possession. Well, Dave could take possession of it, you know, Saturday at noon, right? Fully. Yeah. So I pulled up and sit out in the driveway at like 11.50. And when it hit 12.01, I pulled right in front of the house. That's your house. And we start putting stuff in the trailer and whatnot. And, get, you know, it was all stuff left behind, 3,500 pounds of junk that was in the house. Wow. And it was just, I mean, it was intimidating. And it's still yeah. a little bit. But I'm more proud of this house than I am of the house that didn't need a daggum thing. Yeah. Now, I moved in Saturday. Monday, I had to get the H, whole HVAC system. Had to <laughs> it was fried. Yeah. Hey, well, good, good blessings that you came along your way earlier. You still, you, you still, you still got your strikes. You still uh, has some strikes too. Yeah. I was like, it. and I'm on the well here. So I contacted the County about, um, getting a meter to be mm -hmm. able to pull off fire hydrants in case I, you know, need to wash a, a fleet vehicle or, right. or somebody else's on the well or whatever. And so it's it's not a problem. It's like a thousand dollar deposit, which is a lot of money, but yeah. you get that back. You know. Are you gonna start speaking of speaking of well? Like there's some places around here. That's why I got my three hundred thirty gallon uh, IBC tote or whatever because right. there's and and we talk about direct drives and and gravity pump. But anyway, we're, we're gonna, um, are you gonna supply your own water on? Like whenever you whenever you let's say you come across a job that it's a well it's well water so instead of burning the pump, you're going to supply your own water. Right. right. Um, what kind of price rate increase do you think like a 20% or I, like, honestly, I have yet to find, I got the application for the meter, but I'm going to find out what the water costs me per right, before you can figure out your numbers. Yeah. And then the costs are going to get it. And you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. My, I know my trailer isn't, my trailer is not going to be strong enough. To, uh, whenever, because there's gonna come a time to where I'm gonna have to supply. I'm gonna have to 100% supply my own water, which is right. fine. It's part of the business, but uh, I'm just kind of figuring out on like, you know, is it gonna be a 20% increase, a 30% right. rate? You know what I mean? I don't know where I'm gonna be at. I was just kind of thinking about that. And uh, uh, one thing I'm gonna have to be careful about uh, that I'm. So my tank is 525, right? It's a big tank. And so I'm like. If I have to supply my own water, which machine do I want to use? Do I want to use the eight gallon a minute because I'm going to blow through the water? Or do I want to use the four gallon a minute machine? Which, because I don't want to empty my tank and have to go all the way back out and refill it and come, you know what I mean? Right. I guess yeah, that's, that's a good question, too. I mean, yeah. And, and another thing I was thinking, too, along the same line is where I have a three, let's say a 300 gallon tank, 330. Um, I'm going to put the float, I'm going to put my float like way down because i don't want to fill up 300 gallons because right. i'm only using a three and a half gallon a minute machine i can i can cover a lot of ground <laughs> if i let the chemical do the work and don't waste you know especially you know if you're on somebody's water you can waste as much as you want but like um i'm gonna put the float down and so i don't i haven't got to where i've decided how much am i gonna let my ibc tote fill up right you know before it cuts off because even if i was on a well property with let's say the hose can only run for a couple minutes before it gets warm. Well, as long, if I even just bring my own, bring some of my own water, 
let that run and just keep continuously shutting off, turning on, shutting off, turning. That ain't going to burn their pump up. And I'm not going to have a ton of water I got to haul around. That's those little things I've, you know, I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about too. I don't, well, I don't really know. And not just burn their pump up, but you don't want to well dry either. And, yeah, exactly. Think about, is it been a drought? Is it, do they have a good water level and different wells are different? You know what I mean? Now I'll yeah. tell you, one thing I recently learned is insurance because you see all these ads next insurance and this and that. Da, da, yeah. da, da. And so shop around people because, you know, I'd gotten quotes from $130 a month up to 200 and almost $200 a month for pressure washer insurance because roofs were involved. And then I talked to a local insurance broker and I'm paying $67 a month. Yeah, you know, my lawn care insurance was only like twenty dollars a month, but now I'm getting now I'm getting quotes for pressure washing. It's like sixty seven to a hundred. Other ones are up to a hundred dollars. I'm thinking, man, like my lawn care was like so much cheaper. Why? Why is the? I don't understand why the pressure washing is so much more expensive. Well, and if you're telling them about roof cleaning, that's why. You see, you think that's what it's what just say. I, I just wash concrete, or no. I don't. I mean, I would, I would be honest with them and tell them, yeah. but let them know that you don't get on the roof. Tell them you put the ladder on the house and you wash it from on the ladder. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of still just under my, uh, my general, uh, general contractor or the, the one I was using for mowing grass, which that's probably not right, but I'm looking to get a, a different one, you know, but. I don't know. I I just must rather pay twenty dollars a month than <laughs> than eighty or a hundred or two hundred. But but check around with like you know see if you have a farm bureau in your state. Okay. Because they can offer some real good insurances. And for some reason, my so I put commercial auto on the truck, and I don't know if this is normal, which I don't think it is. But my commercial auto is cheaper than if I had personal auto insurance which seems backwards. You use the same vehicle? Yeah. So, so I only have the commercial policy. I don't need a personal because the commercial covers it for business and personal. Hmm. Yeah. I need to restructure since I, I since I kind of was out of business for a while and I'm living in a new area. I rent this house now versus I own my, uh, my own my house trailer before. So like now going back into business, I still got to figure out, all right, what am I writing off? What am I, right now I'm just kind of just saving, uh, pretty much my gas is the only thing I'm really focused on right now. I'm not worried about anything else. My bleach. I do try to save my receipts on my bleach, but I don't know. Like I, I just get to restructure. So now I'm like, wonder if I can take 30% of my rent because it's a home office, my rent payment uh, and write that off. So that's something else I'm looking at because it's a home office. You know what I mean? That just, it's just a lot, a lot different, but, but to be honest, I'm not going to turn it. If like, I don't turn it. Well, I probably never mind. I don't. You know what it is, like. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's just, it's just business. So any, any, yeah. Let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. So anyway, you, you, you brought up your, uh, your old man. You said you think about him. And I think another part of this channel is, you know, obviously I mentioned being becoming a better father, becoming a better man, because maybe you know not everybody had a great father growing up, and some of us, some of us did, and some of us aimed to be um a a good a good man and a good and a, and a good father you tell some stories about him you said that he his memory and his legacy still drives your uh 
still drives you today. So at, at his memorial, and this is sad, but at his memorial service, I learned something about him that I didn't know when he was alive. So we more had like a celebratorial, you know, type of memorial service where people stand up and tell stories and memories and all that and had bagpipe band play. Oh, for, that's awesome. Because he, you know, I grew up with him playing bagpipes through the woods at, at the house and whatnot. And he was drunk, awesome. All that stuff. So this doctor stood up, Dr. Farley, I'll never forget it. And Dr. Farley had a terrible hunting accident. Mm. Uh, he was out. I don't know if it was deer or turkey or whatever, but he shot and killed his nephew. Um, a total accident. Yeah. And people, Dr. Farley said, even family, friends, didn't know what to say, so they shunned him. You know what I mean? They stayed away. My dad went over there and said, come on, let's go for a ride. Let's go out. Let's talk. And was there for him. Nobody else was. Yeah. And that's I, beautiful. That says a lot. Just that alone. And there's there was other stories of him like Joe Blow, you know, how you know how people can try to trick you and say, Hey, I need money for a bus ticket or whatever, right? Yeah. But dad took this guy to the Greyhound bus station, took him to get food, then took him to Greyhound bus station. So you need a bus ticket, okay. Here's a non refundable bus ticket. Now get home. You know, and when he needed day laborers, he would go to, there used to be a place here in Richmond called 14th street bridge and underneath it was like a homeless camp. And so he knew those people needed help that he would go there and say, Hey, I need six guys for the day. Right. And you know, he would try to help people that needed help, you know? Yeah. And that's it's beautiful. And it, you know, it's, you're right. It's a beautiful thing. And that's <laughs> a lot of that drives me to, you know, what I, what I do today. So. Yeah. That's the kind of guy I, I want my kids to be able to talk that way about, about me. And you know, the, there are some good things I can say about my own man. Like uh, he, he struggled with paranoid, uh, paranoid schizophrenia. So it's like a lot of it is, you know, everything we all make our own choice, but like with mental illness too, it's, um, it kind of takes some choice away from people in it. And, and a lot of people say, like, use a term like crazy or whatever. Like, people don't understand that we're crazy and they don't understand how drugs and addiction ruin lives and then mental illness will wreck a family all the, all the way around. But whenever I was real young, I'd hear some stories about who my dad used to be. And that's the kind of person that I remember now that never the guy I really got to meet, but the guy that everybody vouched for. Right. Does, does that make sense? And so, like, I've taken that in my, uh, you know, because my, my kids ain't never going to, you know, but it's a good thing. My kids are, are they do have a positive grandfather in life. Kayla's dad, he's a good guy. He's hard as a rock. He's stubborn as all, as all can, all can be. And, you know, but th those are kind of good things because in turn where me and him argue and, you know, I get aggravated with what he does and says, but he, he put me in check and it's something I never had in my life. I've never had a, a, a man just, call me out on, on bullshit before because like you know i feel i'm like, oh, i'm 30 something years old like he don't care you know he's 50 60 years old he don't i'm still a kid to him no matter what but they do it out of love and, and out, of, out of out of respect you know and they want the best for the next generation coming up so that's one thing that i i aim for and i'll tell you this mental illness 
carries a stigma that it should not. You know what right. I mean? But ignorance creates fear, unknowing. People don't know about true mental illness. They don't know how to deal with it. And until they have truly had somebody very close to them in their family that have had it, you yeah. know, even even family members shun shun away from it. You know what yeah. I mean? They're yeah, like, yeah. Everybody wanted to come borrow money off dad whenever uh you know, because he's he he was foreman at the at a steel mill and right. he owned a uh, uh easy go easy go video was a you went and rented you went and rented vhs tapes and a vhs tape is a kind of like a dvd kind of it's kind of like netflix but not really so right. he i guess he owned a store like that whenever i was like two or three and people would you know his sisters and stuff everybody you know pump borrow money and he, he was free with the money but then when he went nuts when he went crazy and then burn everything to the ground Right. No one was there for him. You know, these are stories I hear. Right? Of course, that's all secondhand. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, you, people turn away. And then though, that says a lot about your character. You turn away from someone in need. You're not you don't have very good character. And that's someone I never want to be. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you, there is nothing worse than the feeling of a person with mental illness struggling and feeling isolated. And by themselves yeah there's you know because it's like you feel overwhelmed you feel hopeless you feel you know what i mean yeah and a lot of people don't know what to do so they stay away or they do nothing and to be fair i'm not trying to pick on like other people so just to show that like whenever i was 23 dad died when i was 23 I was just starting to fall into the drug world, struggling with, uh, I was drinking a lot, whole lot. And I started to get into like, uh, drugs. Uh, people that know my backstory, know what, you know, whatever. But, uh, that was the start of it. And he was during one of his, that was during one of his real, real bad episodes is what we called it. And I was in my early twenties, me and the girls with that time was like on the verge. We, we were just about all the way done. And he shows up and he was kind of had a moment of mental clarity, but like, I was just tired of dealing with the schizophrenia and the nonsense. Right. I was tired of the embarrassment from a whole life of that. And it was like a moment of his clarity to where I should have seen it. But you didn't. And, That's no yeah. fault of your own. Well, yeah. And yeah. And I turned him away. And then like, I got a call later that night that was like, not the call you want. That's the night he passed away. And it was like, uh, that was, that was one of the moments that was just like, uh, you know, you just, you don't want to make them same mistakes. You know what I mean? Well, and, and in regards to your point, in regards to speaking to the audience of, we're not trying to pick on or people yeah. full disclosure is the reason why I know that people with mental illness can be difficult and whatnot and what it feels like when you're, isolate and left alone is because I fight bipolar every day. Yeah. I have non-military PTSD. Uh, me having two shepherds around me at all times is not by coincidence it's because I don't deal well with, I deal well with customers, but when I want to not have anything to do with anybody, then I don't want anybody around me. I can't, you know what I mean? And that's what probably played a big part into you what, starting your own business and stuff. Though. Exactly. Because I have a problem dealing with customers that are idiots. Right. And how do you think corporate America feels about getting a call? Hey, your employee called me an idiot. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So me, I just fire myself every night and rehire myself every morning. And if a customer is an idiot, then you replace them and keep them moving. Yeah. And that's, you know, and there's a lot of like, you look at the service industry, but like, let's look at the grain industry and the wash life industry. You know, these are low barrier to entry uh, businesses. Most people start with a push mower, a broom, you know, in a, in a uh, Troy built weed eater or whatever. So like not everybody, but some people start out and they come from, maybe they're just wanting to restart their life. They want a second chance. And or people in the roofing industry, they want a second chance. And there are these, all these little jokes like, oh, you, you're a roofer, you're a crackhead. Oh, you own a lawn care business, you're a fucking crackhead. Like, there's all these little, like, society has these little, like, jokes and games. But, like, people don't look at it and say, like, dude, just give the dude a second chance. Yeah, he might have went to prison. But, like, who cares? Like, that's why I was open about it when I posted my mugshot and everything like that. Because, like, you look at the service industry and you say, some of the best business operators or some of the best people you ever meet are people who went to jails and prisons are people who got a second chance and not every, because you can't go get a good weld job. You can't go become a welder at Toyota. Well, Toyota can, but like certain factories won't even hire um, drug related charges. Right. And even though they're five to seven years old, you can't get a job. So there's a list that you can't. So it's like, I'm just going to start my own business. But then, you also got that stigma of society. So sometimes it is better just to like totally hide behind the name of your business. You know, don't, sometimes there's nothing wrong with saying like, I never told clients that I was the owner. I had, I had, uh, uh, clients come up to me and be like, uh, they would say stuff like not all of them because some of them that early on, but on like the bigger accounts, they, they'd come and be like, Hey, last week, last week when they were here, blah, blah, blah. Or I'd get phone calls like, Hey, when your guy was here earlier, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll let them know. And it's just like, that was me the whole time. But like, you, you know, I could have said, no, no, I'm the business owner. But like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like beauty. There's nothing wrong with like building a beautiful business and hiding behind it. If so, you can hide your self conscious. You can hide your uh, insecurities. You can, you know, it's it's uh, having a business. Everybody, I joke around, said so not everybody's an entrepreneur, but everybody can be an entrepreneur if no, you just. I disagree with you. So does Virgil. Yeah, no, it's dirty. No, everybody can't get their ass up and and get out there and put them signs out and speak and hand them business cards out and sell. Not everybody's a salesperson. You have to be a salesperson to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You have to drive. You have to have that want. A lot of people will go into the nine to five. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are happy with it, you know. And to be honest, if if like if I only had to mow grass right here. I would just rather be happy focusing on just, you know, making 20 bucks an hour like I do now as a welder. Right. Nothing wrong with that. But I want to do, I'm, I'm going to do both. You know what I mean? I'm going to do both for now until, until the, until the wash side takes over and I'm literally losing money. That's, that's obviously my goal. But if I was to have to just go mow grass and feel the way I feel like I don't want to run 60 yards a week right now. I, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm right. happy with a few lawns. And then focusing on houses because, you know, and I guess it all depends on where you work at, too. I'm, if you have a I have a small little space on the very back of that trailer. Room for a push mower. Right. Because I do have three customers. Right. That are friends. You know what I mean? And they've been with me for a long haul. And I actually enjoy their little granny yards. Right. Yeah. 
money's good and I, you know so hey i have and it's good advertising i'll go take the trailer with the wash setup go mow their yard and i'm parked out in front of their house and their neighbors see it so why the hell not you know yeah yeah because then that gives you a reason now I and mean, that was another reason i was glad to take on this yard because it gives me a reason to be in that area it gives me a reason to be in that area every week so like you know if if i don't have time to uh hang a bunch of signs but like usually what i'm doing is i'm looking to see if the neighbor or people are out and about then that gives me a reason to go over there my truck's been there multiple times oh yeah. one buddy of mine lives in a decent little neighborhood and i go help him all the time he has a hillside in front of his in front of his yard and i just help him weed eat it just for me to be in that neighborhood right so now people recognize my truck and i've gotten two jobs or i've gotten one job out of there it's two jobs same client Right. Uh, just, just by being in that neighborhood. So like, that's another thing, you know, I wouldn't done that if I wasn't helping my buddy just go trim the hillside. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'll tell you, I learned something from a marketing genius is saturate the area. So right. I need to do better. I need to, I'm so lazy and it's like, I'm like, worthless. I'll pick a neighborhood and hang business cards on the doorknobs. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing that once ain't going to gut it. Right. You no, know, you wait six weeks, do it again. Wait six more weeks, do it a third time because that drills your name into that customer's subconscious, you know, and it gets them familiar with your brand, your company name, your logo. And so then <laughs> after that third time, you're talking six, 12, 18 weeks, you know what I mean? So right. then that's who they're going to think of when it comes to the services that you offer. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It's all about building that mental it's all about building that subconscious to where when they think when they think house wash when they think mowing grass when they think whatever they automatically think your name and they're good and in turn they're going to be marketing on your behalf because yeah. let's say miss Susie, they're at a barbecue down at miss Susie's house and miss Susie says man i need to get my windows clean or i need to get my house wash well i know a guy because everybody wants to be the person who feels important who feels like they know something who feels like they can recommend or help so now you do a good job Brett does a good job, and I, Mrs. House Clean at Susie's house, I know Brett really good. I know a guy who right. cleans houses really good. He does my house, you know, so it makes them feel important. So now they're marketing on your behalf. Net networking, kicking, just keeping it and kicking it old school by networking with other businesses and just being out there and meeting people hand to hand. Like, like me and Dirty was talking a lot about uh, like SEO work and websites. I'm not gonna build a. I've already built a website. And I've noticed, I've seen your website too, which is good, but I'm not going to focus a lot on the website. I know a lot of the guys like uh, on, on the YouTube's scream and yell about it, but from where I'm at now, it just doesn't make sense for me right. to sink the money into it now, maybe later on, but just focus on the free stuff. Like the, and this maybe play to the, you guys in the audience, focus on the free stuff. You got your Facebook, Facebook's not super, you know, whatever. Instagram's a new one. A lot of the older generation and people who's got some money are starting to get more on Instagram. Now it's owned by Facebook. You know, Facebook's still there, but it's not as super popular. Instagram's a new one. Google My Business is always, always the key. Keep now, up your Google My Business. Get, now, get 500 photos on there for you, I mean, whatever. Let me tell you some, a little trick about Google My Business that will get you kicked off. Very uh -oh. Is having two businesses on the same address. Really? Ooh, oh, we didn't know that. Yeah, the second one, Google will, within a day, will flag and remove. Wow. I and did. I did not know that. Act of Congress 
they will make you video chat with them. They will make you walk out the front door. They will make you show the house numbers on the side of the house. And <laughs> I, it's like, to, yeah. wow. Wow. I definitely didn't know that. So we're, we're, uh, we're over an hour with it. I appreciate you coming on. What's, uh, what's something you want to leave the audience with? You know, the biggest thing that I like about entrepreneurship is the opportunity to make the world a better place and do good for people. You know, one thing I did when lawn care, I get up five o'clock in the morning. These dogs don't let me sleep a, a minute past five. I'm like, y'all are like a bunch of kids on a Saturday morning, you know, but saw on the news of a house that had been abandoned and the neighbors were complaining about this grass, like four foot tall, talking about snakes coming in their yard, whatever. And they complained to the city, complained to the city. I'm like, you know what? I'm about doing the hell with this. So I called channel six, said, Hey, I'm going to go knock that out. And I'm over there at 630 in the morning, took the trailer, went straight over there and knocked it out, cleaned it up. Got it. That's awesome. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, let, give back to the community. Even, yeah. even when we're not ahead, you know, just do right by people, you know, yeah, do it. Yeah. I totally agree. Do what you can. All that good stuff. I got people may not agree with, your views, this, that, that, it don't matter. We're all in this together. You know what I mean? I 100,000% agree with what you're saying right there. So, Mr. Brett, clean up lawn services. Get we your, got your call it a day. Say, say, say it again? Get you a German Shepherd and call it a day. Hey, I, I, I miss my old black and tan. His name was Razor. He was a good dog loved that dog he was a good he was a beautiful and i had a beautiful sable and she had six puppies she was awesome and yeah well the german shepherd i had he police trained the kind of thing we spent 1800 bucks to get him claimed i'll tell you fuck it pass off different different commands but i appreciate you guys hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit all the buttons y'all know what it is my name is jesse james this was the average idiot eastern kentucky's only one and only AI powered podcast, AI powered platform where we get together with industry leaders, small business owners, average everyday idiots, average everyday guys, people who are just trying to power through life, build a business, do the right thing, be a better father, taking knees for Christ the King, all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys. Peace. Okay, now I'm Perfect. probably going to have to edit this last out. Let's see, in broadcast. I don't know if it in broadcast have to kick me out. Hold on. I think it's going to kick you off. Hold on. I think so. It, uh, if, let's see. If it does, I'll see you later. I'm going to have to edit this last couple little bit out. But even if it does, I think it does because it's not quite like Zoom. I'll just edit this last little part out. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I want to talk. I want to talk. have you back, talk with you again. Kind of like a, uh, how is it like a, like you see where you're at now here in a few weeks. Uh, you know, I want to talk to Johnny Mo here coming up soon. I'm going to get back in the horn. I, I want to keep doing these videos because you're one of the only people that watch. Like, we're not, we, you know, there's only a handful, about five of you guys that watch like everything. So, uh, let me, so let me ask you this. How, how do you feel about my whole idea on the, because I'm going to start making videos. Like I said, tomorrow I'm going to get out here by the trailer and do a, yeah. 
that up. But what do you think about uh, taking hold and seeing what we can do about getting the power washing side of YouTube up to par like the like the lawn care? Yeah, I think we definitely need to. Uh, that's why I'm trying to like I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to post for house washing videos, like keywords and stuff to post. Right. So I definitely agree. We need more house washing videos because there's only a handful of guys and those guys, you know, they're doing good and stuff. But uh, we need more people. There's a ton of people that are in lo- mowing and landscaping, and we need to bring it all over to pressure washing. There's know? four of them that, like I say, just want to sell courses. Yeah, so that's I'm nice. thinking about like what I'm going to do that brewery. I'm going to record it all, and then I'm going to put that up with voiceover. Voiceover is good. That's how, yeah, I did a lot of videos like that. Kevin started out like that, how yeah. Greg Chisholm did a lot of his. Voiceovers are good because it keeps people watching. It holds that's- their attention. You know what I mean? Because it has the visual awesome instead of like stupid stuff like oh, i do i'll put music behind it it's like dumb like voiceovers you're dropping your knowledge with it you you're able to think about what you're saying exactly. and it, yeah it's and, good i like that idea and it covers up all the god damn it oh fuck you know yeah, right this all the stupid <laughs> nonsense yeah i i totally 100 percent agree yeah keep keep posting the videos and uh all that stuff i'm gonna try to start putting these stuff out on like I'm going to try to develop, start scheduling them out. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just hit publish or I'll <coughs> post it for the next day. But I think I'm just going to just do like, no matter what, like maybe like a, like a podcast, like every Friday or like every Monday I might do a podcast and like my vlog videos, like every Friday and then schedule it out for the next couple of weeks. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what to do yet. It's hard to figure out and do it the right way. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not making money off this. Right. So I don't really give a shit at the end, too. You know what I mean? But I'd like to make money if possible. Oh, shit. I mean, make money is, uh, come on, is a plus. Right. Yeah. 100%. 100% agree. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. I mean, so. That's why we're in business, to make money, to make a better life, you know? Yeah. That's that, that, no other reason than that. No yeah. other reason that. All yeah. right. I'll, bills to pay, so it is yeah. what yeah, no doubt. All right, I'll holler at you, bud. All right, man. Later. Have a good one.